Imagine how kind the world could be if each of us spent a small part of our day actively listening to someone else. In each episode of Active Listening, students from the University of St. Francis share conversation with older adults and discuss life lessons. The project's goal is simple, to bring people together through the kindness of listening. Now we'll hear from Thomas. He was interviewed by Laura Jansen. In their conversation, Thomas talks about how his faith guides his life. I come from a big family. My mama had 11 boys and one girl. Mm -hmm. I got uh, four boys of my own, and I got six stepchildren. Four boys. Was it hard to raise all boys, or maybe you just didn't know because you didn't have any girls? Or? No, well, I get a, I pretty much must get a kudos to God and, the, and their mama because yeah. I wind up working two jobs where they would see me coming and going. Yeah. That's all. They knew I was there, but while I was really getting to know me, the only way things like that would happen is if I would take off a day and go see what's wrong. Like if it was something at the school, yeah. or some problem they was having at home, or if somebody was putting their hands on my kids for the wrong reason. Now, don't get me wrong, when we were coming up as kids, our parents gave the neighbor's authorization to discipline us if we got out of line. And I would pretty much like to keep that tradition going because they say it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. But you, you just can't let everybody whoop your child. And your child ain't always wrong about whatever they say or do. I always tell my children to be respectful, honest, and courteous. And tell the truth. Be able to look a person in the face and tell them the truth. You know, that's the way I was brought up. My parents were kind of old-fashioned. They were like, they give you hand signals and signs and they didn't play with you. They, they was kind of like non-tolerant when you come to play. It's a different time, a different generation. Yeah, you think it's a lot different today with parents and how oh, they yeah. raise their children? Oh, yeah. See, high-tech computer technology and, and phones or whatever it is, it's got these kids puzzling, like fixing puzzles. Back in our time, we used to play, but we had maybe an hour two hours to play time at the most in the whole day. But the only thing I say was is back then, they had us more to work for our living. If we wanted something like if we wanted a new pair of shoes or some new blue jeans, we usually had to work for that. And don't get me wrong, our parents taught us that because they taught us we had to learn to earn whatever we wanted. Yeah, they'd take us to places like to the stores downtown, to the shows and they was like well you want to see this movie or you want these clothes or you want to do this in life you have to work for it because ain't nothing coming to you for it mm -hmm. well in, in the new generation you earn it more by your brains computer technology than took over so much till now the disciplinary and like where we could sit at a table and have a difference it's not there no more we're missing that at our table time. Even our praise to God, you know, giving glory to God for what he do for us. I miss that. Even like now for my siblings that's living, my brothers and sisters, all my grandchildren, I miss that, you know. You, you be wanting to have the time and say, well, hey, I can hug you and tell you I love you. Or I can get up in the morning and do something for you, you know what I mean, that you probably can't do for yourself. Mm -hmm. We're missing that. But we're missing this love that we should have for our family, fellowship, you know. 
now people get falling out with each other and they don't never take the time to reappear heal themselves from the wounds. They keep the, the hostility and the animosity and the hatred going. Where if you were my son and I said something to you, or you were my daughter and you said I said something to you offensive, and you got mad with me and you walk out the door, but you never come back, and you never give me the chance to say I'm sorry if I was wrong about something I said or something I done to you. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. it's kind of rough now. Well, these young generation are different now. They're not like that. They're fragile. They can't take constructive criticism. They don't want you talking about them. If you're talking about them in a negative way and they don't like it, they'll put you on Instagram or whatever it is now. This is why I was saying about that table time. That table time gets you to read the Word of God, come together and know where we go, know why we go to church, know what our purpose are. I mean, it's not that I'm your daddy or you my mama or you my daughter or my son. It's that we are all vessels in the house of God. I might do something different than you, but we all serve God. That's the same. You know what I mean? You might be a good singer. He might be a good deacon. I might just be a good bench rider at my point in time right now. Mm -hmm. But we know where we sit at when we're in the service of God. We come together realizing that we worship God in spirit and truth. And to show God that we love him is to do the same thing by our neighbors, whether it's you or anybody else. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like we've maybe lost that community, like we're very much more about each individual person versus like a, you know, like taking care of your elders and um, taking care of your community, helping each other out? Well, see, in one sense it's good. It's a blessing because there's things happening now that don't used to take too long to happen. Like, if to find out if I had cancer or something like that, mm -hmm. that's a blessing for that because it speeds up the situation where now you don't have to wait a year or something to find it out. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing for that. But when it comes to us dealing with us as people to people, we can know right from wrong, but we won't do it. So do your... Um Sons, do they live here in town? Are they able to come and see you very often, or do they all live? Because I know you said you were from Chicago. Chicago, yeah. No, my my kids, all my kids are in Chicago. Oh, man. But I got stepchildren down here. I, I got actually three of them. I got two boys and one girl. So, do you ever get to see um, your children that live in Chicago very often? Like, do they come and visit you, or do you ever have the opportunity to go visit them? Or? Well, no, I pretty much talk to them on phone. On phone, yeah. So, then what brought you here to Fort Wayne specifically? You're from Chicago. Well, in my, my marriage with my relationship with my wife. Well, I wanted a, a change of pace, and when I was dating this the new lady, quote unquote, I was dating. At the time, I wanted to bring her and her family into a new setting because in Chicago it got so bad till I, I had relatives and other people I know that they just got killed off. I mean, for no reason at all. For example, you sitting at the bus stop, somebody take your coat because you ain't got no money to get mad, they shoot you. I was in a situation where I heard about one of my senior friends waiting at a bus stop and he was there with about... 20 kids, they playing some game called Dare. In this game called Dare, this young guy hit this older guy so hard. I'm just like, he just actually stole off of him. He hit him so hard to when he hit the curve, he hit, his head hit the curve, he died. 
So what I tried to do was bring my stepchildren down here to get them a better life than what I had in Chicago because Chicago is so bad. I just wish we could get over the racial injustice and I wish we could get over the hatred that we have toward each other as American citizens. I mean, no matter if I'm black or you white or whatever the situation is, when we go to war, we don't look at color. We look at our, our American flag. Mm -hmm. We don't think about other things. But I understand how my father probably felt when he came back from the war to come and see so much racism going on. And I'm one of the guys that come up in the 60s when they had to struggle with free sex and rock and roll and, and <laughs> black empowerment and, and the Black Panther movement and so on and so on. It's really a rough time. I've been blessed to come through that, but I've been also blessed to have some of the the virtues and the principles and the discipline of Martin Luther King. Yeah. So I know how injustice is, and I just hate it. I hate it. I hate injustice, but I love God, and that's what, that's what's got the answer first, you know. And I just like to, I don't know, be able to pass something down to somebody else. What you just heard is part of the Active Listening series, put together as a collaboration between the University of St. Francis and WBOI. Additional conversations can be found online at WBOI.org or wherever WBOI podcasts are found. Faculty advisors for active listening are Miles Fulwider, Jane Martin, and Kristen Miller. This program was also made possible thanks to the support of Trina Bodeker from the USF Office for Service and Social Action. Our interviewers are Laura Jansen, Georgia Lieb, Caleb Meyer, Sean Rollins, Jennifer Schinkel, Sage Souter, Miranda Tyler, Kendra Seifring, and Doe Thong. USF Meta students are Nicholas Cardosa, Vaughn Gallagher, Joey Lamping, Ashley Price, Renee Robinson, Tyler Ross, and Jennifer Schinkel. Active Listening's creative director is Larissa Whitaker. Our music is by Noah Campadonico. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>